Well, this week, I'm going to try and offer a little food for thought, a little nibble for you to chew over. The topic, being committed to justice, is one I feel very close to, and that actually turned out to be one of the challenges, trying to take this huge concept and pare it down into 10 or 12 little minutes. The idea of being committed to justice is something that overlaps integrally with my role here on campus. I work with interns and Pastor Melissa and others to plan community service and social justice programs. I know, don't I have a great job? Our programs almost always involve reflection, often with the core of somehow asking what justice is in relation to the issue we're experiencing and how we can act on this new information. I'm constantly defining and learning about who I am in this world and how I see my role in position of privilege and my responsibility. And I get to do so right alongside our students. Now, I love the chapel theme for this semester. I love it. Admittedly, I am a little bit of an earth lover. Not a perfect one, but a passionate one. So this theme of being planted is rich with metaphors for me. Planted implies connection with something to be able to grow. It implies nourishment, needing good roots to thrive, a responsibility and a commitment to tending to something. And for me, it also implies patience to seek harvest and to await the bounty of hope after the hard work you've invested. Perhaps one of the reasons that Planted really resonated with me is because I am a relatively new gardener. This is my second growing season, my second harvest, and I'm very intentionally placing that in quotations. I am grateful I do not have to live off of what I grow. I can attribute my new hobby to Pastor Melissa. It started on some of our travels that we do with the university. Pastor Melissa usually gets to be my roommate on our international trips that we lead to Latin America. And this means she has blackmail because she knows what I talk about in my sleep. <laughs> But it has been quite the blessing for me. You see, after we've had a day of sweating and serving and learning, we reflect as a CLU team. But then every night, I get additional time with Pastor Melissa, pulling apart our days and thoughts and experiences. And she has a wonderful gift for noticing beautiful little moments and these poignant connections. So during our first year with Habitat in El Salvador, the family we were building the home with had a crop of corn that they were raising on their land. During the week, some of us from the team were discussing what it must be like to try and till the hard, dry earth in the almost equatorial sun during the dry season. No irrigation, battling bugs, hoping your work will pay off, wondering whether these little seedlings will make it and produce food to sell and eat for your family. And it's from there that Melissa and I segued into talking how different it was to tend for her garden here at home. My ears perked up. I had just gotten space in my yard to tend to grow some vegetables, and this was a perfect opportunity to glean some wisdom from Pastor Melissa. Gardening offered me lessons in the process. Lessons I didn't expect. I saw it more of a hobby, something fun to do. And I often blaze by those simple things in life that offer the rewarding messages, so when I slow down and partake, it's nice to have those reminders. First, there was a need to connect I needed to be in tune with nature and those forces out of my control. And I needed to connect with others as I hit obstacles, bugs that were chewing up my plants, heat that was beating down on these seedlings, and my lack of planning for proper drainage that was rotting the roots. I had to help, I had to ask for help and ask for suggestions from those around me with different knowledge, get creative, and sometimes admit defeat. And some days I had to revisit my commitment 
a little ignorance or laziness on my part that had very real consequences for my little plants. Plants need water to survive and thrive in the heat. And if I choose to hit snooze twice, I was choosing not to have time to water that morning, and I was choosing to let my plants wither and droop in the heat of the day. I had to stick with my commitment to these little plants and their long-term survival and their potential to bear fruit. And I also had a lesson in patience. It helped me stop and quiet down and look at the smaller miracles in life, like when my little seedlings were unfurling and pushing out of the dirt towards the sun. I'm very much a millennial. I want results now. <laughs> Instant gratification, I admit it. But I had to wait for nature to produce her bounty. And the good stuff is in the harvest. The fruits, the vegetables, and those take patience and time and are out of my control. Eventually, every little misshapen green pepper, every ripe tomato, was a celebration of my decision to commit, to connect, and to have patience as I tended and cared for my garden and each one of those seeds that I planted into the earth and invited to grow. So our time in El Salvador motivated me to start planting my seeds in the garden. But I guess you could say, too, that El Salvador, during that time, there were also seeds being planted in me. Looking at the work it took from our homeowners to tend and till the earth in their corner of the world inspired me to try it for myself on a much smaller scale. But it also was part of the bigger picture of living more simply and perhaps more richly that I wanted to bring home, to eat locally, to be connected to my earth and my food, and those were wonderful things to have take root. The lessons we learn on our trips, though, are not always pretty, though. Past alternative spring break trips were centered around engaging in service to learn about issues. But last year, we tried something different. Last year, our trip was built on learning as our service. By becoming more educated citizens, we could act in accordance. We could look at the systems that might be unjust and work to change them instead of just addressing the situations that need restoration or service. So we're often grappling with imbalances of power and privilege. Our trip last year to Mexico, we used the theme, sow the seeds of love, peace, and justice. We liked this phrase, one by one doing varied things to prepare the way to plant the seeds. These seeds may take time to grow. They may be like the redwood and take a scorching flame to produce life. But that mighty redwood has such potential and was worth going through the fire for. The heat that grants the redwood life and growth, that fire or that trial, is not pleasant to go through. I often see our students experience it as they move through the phase of feeling overwhelmed and powerless and perhaps responsible with the new knowledge that they're gaining about issues. Melissa and I are encouraging them to be sowers of love, peace, and justice in the world. But the more they learn, they often feel rightfully angry about the state of the world. How are they supposed to affect change when things are in the state that they are? I think this is where the idea of being committed to justice gets a little hairy. I see a commitment like, for example, a decision to be in a committed relationship, a decision, a choice, maybe even a sacrifice at times. A commitment is ongoing during good times and in bad. And when you place commitment in the context of justice, well, this is big time. This is a lot to ask of someone. Or at least it can feel that way. In these times, the Talmud offers words of wisdom. I often turn to and share with students from this collection of ancient rabbinic writings this phrase. 
Do not be daunted by the, world's, the enormity of the world's grief. Do justly now. Love mercy now. Walk humbly now. You are not obligated to complete the work, but neither are you free to abandon it. And this is where the lessons I learned with my garden helped me refocus too. Connect to people around me with resources, wisdom, and passion. Be ready to commit, as it will require some effort and intentionality. And have patience. Sustainable change takes time and happens slowly, seed by seed by seed. Whatever faith tradition we come from, walk of life we're in, or socioeconomic status we may be, there are things to be done, actions we can take right here and right now with our minds and our hands. We will not all be the international policymakers. There must also be the grassroots activists, the educated consumers, and even the philanthropists. And everyone has a different role in this system. That's the beauty and the strength of diversity and connectedness, being able to harness these varied forces and work together in complementary ways. Okay, we're gonna step outside of all that, the meat of it, and we're going to try and look at the more kind of fun part. Uh, I think we're gonna shake it up now, maybe not uh, throwing marshmallows out, sowing seeds in chapel, but uh, I am gonna ask for some participation from you all. I'm hoping this will turn out to be an interesting way to share internally in our community. So those of you towards the center of the aisle, you'll see there's a little pile of paper and some pencils, and it applies for you, soccer team two, kind of more towards the center. Uh, I know this is a green service, so I want you all to know that these are misprints from the student life, so they are reprinted, repurposed, and we are minimizing our impact. I don't think there are enough pens for you all, so you're going to have to share, but what I'd like you to do is take a moment, take one or two pieces, and write down on your piece of paper those seeds that you're currently sowing for a just world. And write down not only what you're currently doing, but what you aspire to do. And I'm gonna give you guys little feeders. I want you to think big and little. So, we're looking for any and everything. We're, we're talking turning lights off when you leave a room. We're talking encouraging your roommates and colleagues to do that. Recycling, composting, tithing, buying carbon offsets when you travel, volunteering, voting, walking to the calf, mm -hmm. <laughs> investing in socially responsible companies, not taking a bag at the grocery store when you can load your arms full, gift certificates to microloan companies for holidays. And I could go on and on, but I will let you all populate your own ideas with ways that you are engaging in your world. After chapel's finished, we'll ask you to go out to those <laughs> beautiful posters in the back and to attach your ideas. And uh, <laughs> I will ask you to please not see my commitment to art as a reflection of my commitment to justice. <laughs> my elementary school teachers would be proud. While you're out there and while you're socializing during uh, coffee time after chapel, I'm gonna ask you all too to not just stick your leaf and walk away, but to also take a moment to read about what others are doing around here. There's a lot of different ideas and exchanges, and we have a rich blessing of being able to share that within our community and build off of each other. So I invite you to take a moment and see if you can gather some new seeds to put in your pouch to sow. We do a lot of planting here at CLU on the old Peterson Ranch in a lot of different ways, and I'm sure that our little trees will show us that. I think Richard Pedersen giving over his land to this unknown promise of creating place to learn and challenge and lead and serve is a great testament to his commitment and to his hope for bounty. 
the bounty is around us and there is more to come. There are many things to learn and celebrate in our backyards. It doesn't need to take a trip out of the country to see these things necessarily. Part of our mission as a university is to be committed to service and justice. We are asking our community to actually sow those seeds of love, peace, and justice. I suggest that we look at this like my garden. We can connect as a community with ideas and with actions. So one by one, we can tuck these seeds into the rich soil. We can pledge to individual acts that work for justice, sometimes small. Acorns for mighty oaks and seeds for the tiny endangered Pentakita each have different but important roles in our system, and they each deserve a place. We can commit to nourish and to tend to these seeds, this progress. Committing to these acts might mean individual or institutional choices to spend more money on a fair trade product, or it might choose, mean choosing to use more time and energy to commute by bike. And we can have patience and remind each other of that. There is hope for the promise of a harvest. Maybe from the Talmud you find words of reassurance, or maybe you intrinsically know you're contributing to something bigger, the promise of actions bearing fruit. Our harvest may not come for this generation or for the next, but if we do not plant and tend to those seeds, who will? Connected, committed, patient. Nelson Henderson wrote that the true meaning of life is to plant trees under whose shade you do not expect to sit. What seeds will we plant? What will our harvest yield? May we boldly and bravely and wonderfully be Johnny Appleseeds, planting seeds of justice and peace and love. Amen.